Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick. And I'm Kiroos. And it is a really special and sad day. Oh, it is. I don't I'm want to sorry. say it because then it's going to be real. I know. Do you want to say it? Oh, I guess we are talking about Lizzo later, so I might as well. All the rumours <laughs> are true, yeah. It's my last show today, yeah. I'm leaving. He's finishing up with a spill. I don't know what I want to say. I want to get emotional now. I've got a whole freaking show to do. Yeah, well, let's get through the show. We're going to talk about it at the end. But exactly. We just wanted to mention it at the top in case. In case you, you bitches cut the out episode. before the end of the episode and <laughs> hang around for the credits. But yes, it's Key's last day on the spill. We're so sad to see her go. We can just not work together. I'm joking. Yeah, it's <laughs> Start the, the feud is out of control. I've had to leave because of Laura Brodnick. Exactly. So stay tuned, I guess, for that little bit of gossip at the end of the show. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not because of that. But let's just get through these bloody okay. headlines and we can watch before we get into that. I have news. What's the hot gossip? I want more headlines. So because it's Key's last show, we decided only to cover really serious, important yeah, issues. Of course. Starting with the fact that Travis Scott appears to be feuding with Timothy, or as you like to say, Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet, and he has done it through song, which I think if you're going to fight with someone and call them out, is the way to do it. Well, I think you might be corrected as to saying it's through rap. I know, but I'm not going to rap it when I read <laughs> it. I'm not going to rap it. That is just so weird. I thought you would. So taking people all the way back. So Travis Scott and Kylie Jenner share two children. Yes. So Stormy Webster and Air Webster, formerly, formerly known. known. <laughs> <laughs> formerly known as Wolf Webster. We didn't even have to do the rest of the segment. That's just funny by itself. <laughs> together for many years, separated quite a few months ago. And then enter little Timothy Chalamet, who in January of this year met Kylie Jenner for the first time at Paris Fashion Week. Mm -hmm. Then her car was photographed in front of his house overnight. Some poor paparazzi, I think, stayed out all night waiting for her to leave. She's since been photographed through like a long lens in his property, like in his backyard. They've been seen like hanging out. Do you not know that? You look shocked. I didn't see the pictures. Can I just Google this real quick? I mean, we don't promote paparazzi photos, but I can't help what shows up in my Instagram feed that comes in front of my eyes. Do you know what I mean? Are you looking at them now? No. Oh, Why would you say something like that? She's definitely looking at them. So it's kind of been known they've been together for quite a few months. There were rumours this week that they broke up, but then a source confirmed. And when we say a source, we're thinking maybe someone from their inner circle. Yeah, leaked it. I'm going to say Kylie's camp. Yeah, exactly. Neither of them have ever like officially addressed it or posted anything 
nothing about each other, but it's one of those things that like they're just dating in the public eye. Kind of like Kendall and Bad Bunny. They're just <laughs> dating in the public eye. <laughs> Why is that funny? They're Which still is, together as well. I just can't believe that his name is Bad Bunny. I know. I don't know what his real name is. Like, obviously it's a stage name, but like Bad Bunny is the stage name that you want to choose. Yeah. Anyway, this is a tangent. Sorry. Back to what we're talking about. So no one kind of knew what Travis Scott thought about it because there were no one to kind of have a bit of an on and off relationship yeah, yeah. and they were co-parenting as friends. So like maybe they hadn't been together for ages and maybe Travis Scott was super fine with little Timothy coming in. And I thought you were them. saying maybe Travis Scott is super fine so he found a new lady. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not that cool. Until a new song was released from Travis Scott's new album, Utopia, and the song is called Meltdown. And the lyrics go a little bit like this. Chocolate. Chocolate AP and Chocolate VS get the Willy Wonka factory. Burn an athlete like it's calories and find another flame as hot as me, bitch. <laughs> is, that a, is that a nice rendition? <laughs> the pause between that and then bitch was just so great. I, I wanted to deliver it like it was Shakespeare. So, obviously, Timothy is in the new Willy Wonka movie. Yes. Playing the titular Willy Wonka. So, this seems like a bit of a burn, right? It's a massive burn. It's literally, if you look up burn in the dictionary, it would be these lyrics next to two pictures, one of Timothée Chalamet <laughs> and one of Travis Scott with, like, arrows pointing to Kylie Jenner. Yeah. This is wild because the fact that they haven't confirmed it, as in Kylie and Timothée, yeah. and then Travis Scott just, like, goes on record. Also, can I just say, like... The reason, whole reason why they broke up, it's known that he actively cheats on her when he's touring. Yeah. So this is my gripe, right, with yeah. any of those cheaters out there who then go on to diss their significant or, like, their former flame in a song when they've hooked up with someone else. It's like, I don't think that you have the right to do that. Yeah, exactly. Also, he's the only one who's made it official if he was worried about what people were thinking because yeah. cars parked in front, photos of them together but not touching. Like, you could almost spin it like they were... I friends. Mean, we, yeah, exactly. Platonic um, friends. Yeah, or they could just say we would hang out in the same circles. Like, we wouldn't have believed them, but nothing would have been official until this song came out and these mm. lyrics with Willy Wonka, burn it like an athlete, bitch, all this sort of stuff. <laughs> I don't get the VS chocolate thing. Like, what was that? There is something that explains that, but it's names of people that I didn't recognise as I don't really oh, know okay, yeah. a lot about the rap world. It's shocking. <laughs> but Laura Bodnick from Townsville <laughs> doesn't know about the rap world? I know. Sorry to say they couldn't answer that question. However, what we do know is that Timothy and Kylie together, Travis Scott, sad about it, making terrible threats against Willy Wonka. Willy Wonka coming out at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> It all ties in together. Maybe it's just a very clever marketing plan to get you to go oh see that gosh. movie in the Oompa Loompas. So anyway, if we hear anything else about that, we'll let you know. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. Also, 
also making headlines today. It's this new story that we don't want to talk about, but we have to because it's slapping us in the face. So following the news of a lawsuit filed against Lizzo, her production company Big Girl Big Touring Inc. and her dance captain Sherlene Quigley by three former dancers this week, late last night Lizzo responded with a statement that she posted to her Instagram where she addressed the allegations of sexual harassment, weight shaming and creating a hostile work environment for the first time. So her statement reads... These last few days have been gut-wrenchingly difficult and overwhelmingly disappointing. My work ethic, morals and respectfulness have been questioned. My character has been criticised. Usually I choose not to respond to false allegations, but these are as unbelievable as they sound and too outrageous to not be addressed. These sensationalised stories are coming from former employees who have already publicly admitted that they were told their behaviour on tour was inappropriate and unprofessional. As an artist, I have been very passionate about what I do. I take my music and my performances seriously because at the end of the day, I only want to put out the best art that represents me and my fans. With passion comes hard work and high standards. Sometimes I have to make hard decisions, but it's never my intention to make anyone feel uncomfortable or like they aren't valued as an important part of the team. I'm not here to be looked at as a victim, but I also know that I'm not the villain that people and the media have portrayed me to be these last few days. Like as soon as I saw that come up last night, yeah. I read it a couple of times and it was obviously, I think, really important to hear something from her, to I hear agree. her side of the story and also to see her come out and so strongly deny all the allegations because there was a part of me that thought like she might come out and say like, I'm really sorry for my behaviour, I didn't mean it to come across that way but I take full responsibility. Like that statement could have been coming but the fact that she's come out and said it didn't happen, that she's been vilified, that she's not going to let these allegations stand is a bit of a twist in the story. Like, does it make you feel different about the situation? It reminds me that I have to keep a balanced view when I'm thinking about this, right? Because there's something also to remember is like all of these women involved who have alleged that this has gone on, they're all women of colour and they're all from the community that Lizzo advocates for and brings up So I think there's almost like a power imbalance there with Lizzo existing. So for me, it's like I feel like when the news came out because it was so compelling and the lawsuit was so intense, like the allegations included sexual, religious and racial harassment, disability discrimination, assault and false imprisonment. Like those are really serious allegations. Mm. And statistically, we know allegations like that, it's very rare that they aren't true. Like statistically, they don't take them that far. So I think that... That kind of swayed me a little bit knowing that. But then hearing from Lizzo has kind of brought that balance back. But I'm still really mindful of the fact that there is a massive power imbalance here. And I reject the claims of people saying like, oh, they're just bitter ex-employees. I think something has gone on here. It really comes into question about like the intent, like what was the intent behind the actions? What led to this? And we need to obviously not just poke everything at Lizzo, need to keep remembering it's her production company and also her dance captain. And the thing to remember is, again, we're not picking sides because we don't know what went Mm -hmm. on, but I don't think that you can not take these allegations seriously still because you've got the three women who are in the lawsuit who have put through like an extensive amount of evidence that they say happened. They put their names to it. And as we covered on the pod yesterday, there's been so many people from the industry, from choreographers to oscar nominated film directors who have come out and said, like under their own name, so it's not like anonymous sources, have come out and said, this happened to me, this is true, she acts like this. So it's hard to kind of look at all the evidence and all the people who were there who were speaking out and think that something didn't happen. But then it's also like two things could be true 
true. One is that Lizzo does believe in empowerment and body neutrality and all those kind of things that she promotes. And she could be a really difficult artist to work with. Like those two things could be true. And also I was watching some interviews with some of the women in the lawsuit last night and one of them was saying like, Again, not to disprove her, but one of them was saying, you know, when I say fat shaming, it was so nuanced that when I say it to you, it's not going to sound like she was fat shaming. Mm -hmm. And she kind of was going through the story and saying, well, she'd say this and then she'd say, like, are you okay? Like, you don't look okay. And the dancer is like, well, the only thing that had changed about me was my weight. So she was referring to my weight. And then I was like, but she didn't say your weight. So is this the fat shaming allegation? But then there's others. It's such a messy, layered situation from a group of people who work together for a long time touring so under really stressful circumstances so I'm sure something happened but it's like two very different perspectives. It's super clear that something has happened right but there's always three sides to every story. There's the perspective from each of the people involved and then there's the truth right because everyone kind of interprets something happening in different ways but I love what you said about can two things be true at once because I think it does pose a larger question about cancel culture in general. Do we think that these allegations are enough to negate all of the positive work that Lizzo has done on whatever level of truth that there is to this? Exactly. I think it'll come out if this goes further from a legal matter. What comes out then will kind of be the decider of how much this sticks with her. I mean, it'll stick with her forever. There's no getting away from it. But people really are pulling it apart from like how much did a PR write the apology? And I'm like, well, probably, I mean, it does feel like her voice, but obviously it's been vetted by a PR crisis team. Yeah, because she's in legal, it's a legal thing. So she can't say too much about it. And also people are pulling apart the fact that she's hired a really well-known entertainment industry lawyer, Marty Singh, who has some pretty questionable clients, including Bill Cosby, Johnny Depp, Charlie Sheen, Chris Brown, Brett Ratner, all like pretty much Hollywood's worst men. And so people are being like, well, that means she's guilty. But on the flip side of that, this is just a person who defends a lot of people in Hollywood. And that's only a handful of clients out of the hundreds he would have represented in his career. So that doesn't mean she's guilty. I just think we all need to stay with the facts here and not be kind of reading all these different things because the facts are in the lawsuit and the facts are in what she said. And I'm sure more info will come out about that. I finished my work week on my couch, ordered some food. It's time for weekend watch. Our recommendations of what to watch this weekend. Oh, I'm up and it's my last one and I'm so excited to finish on this series. It's one of those series that stays with you after watching it and it's called The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart and it's on Prime Video. So the first three episodes are live today for streaming and there's seven episodes in total. So it's actually an adaptation from the international best-selling book of the same name by Holly Ringland. So she's an Australian author. This is her first novel and it went gangbusters and then Prime Video got the rights. It's been produced by Made Up Stories, which is Bruna Papandrea's production company. So she did Big Little Lies and Nine Perfect Strangers. So there's like a powerhouse of women behind the scenes, but also an amazing international cast on screen that worked on this to bring it to life. So basically about the story, it tells the story of Alice Hart over two decades. So we meet Alice as a young girl and she's played by Isla Brown and other cast members include Asha Ketty, who actually asked to be on the project, Leah Purcell, Alicia Debman Carey and Charlie Vickers. It deals with quite intense subject matter of abuse. So to have this child playing this role in the young age. She just does this amazing job. I swear she's probably going to win a bunch of awards after this. But anyway, she goes through kind of like a tragic incident, which leads her then to go and live with her grandmother, June, on a native flower farm. And June is played by Sigourney Weaver, Mm -hmm. who does, I think, not bad. 
bad of a job with the Australian accent, I must say. We then watch Alice kind of grow and come of age and she stumbles across kind of secrets upon secrets about her family's past, which then kind of causes her to go on her own journey. And it's just beautifully shot. The Australian locations are stunning. It kind of brings a lot of beauty to the really intense and serious subject matter of it. But overall, it's just this kind of really empowering and amazing story about female resilience, female support. And Holly Ringland said at the premiere, because I went on Tuesday night, that what she wants people to get from watching this series is just that the overwhelming feeling that there is hope out there and to never be too proud to like ask for help. So I just think it's a beautiful, beautiful story. First three episodes are out today on Prime Video, The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart. Okay, I have a bit of a heartwarming one as well today. Um, so it's Heartstoppers Season 2, which has just come out on Netflix. Yes. I know so many people watch the first season, but if you did it, you need to get onto it because it's such a beautiful series. So it's kind of a classic coming of age, bit of romantic comedy, British, which I know you love. Love. It's um, created by Alice Osman and based on her graphic novel of the same name. So the first season told the story of Charlie, who's a gay schoolboy who has this like beautiful romance, who kind of falls in love with his classmate Nick, who he sits next to, and I don't want to give too much away in the spoilers. It's a teen drama. It follows both the two main people and also the other classmates. And I think it's that if you love those kind of classic teen dramas, which we both do, and like, and you know, there's no age stopping with that. People always say like, oh, why do adults love, you know, teen dramas and always come back to them no matter how old we get? And it's because it's such an like important emotional time in your life Mm. that you can always go back to it no matter what your age is and still kind of like see yourself in the characters. Yeah, wow. So Heartstopper Season 2, it's all picked back up again. There's more romance, more kind of drama, more beautiful moments and the way that fans embrace this story, especially because so many people from the queer community would have grown up with so many classic teen dramas. Like just think of all the teen dramas we had in high school with no queer characters or no storylines. And if they were touched on, it was in a very kind of sensationalist way or in like a really horrible way. It was never just like the heart of the story without being told as a cautionary tale of what could happen to you if you went down this path. So this is a really beautiful series and I think the more that people go and watch and share and talk about these shows, the more we'll have on our screen. So Heartstopper Season 2, the whole season's out on Netflix now so you can binge it all in a weekend. Goodbye to you. It's reminiscent of the Spice Girls when Jerry Halliwell left. It is because... You are Posh Spice and I am Ginger and I'm leaving the group because of you. Thank you for saying I was Posh. She was also my favourite growing (laughs) up because I just was never Posh. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, okay, in all seriousness, we've been trying to put this off, but we have to do it. It is Key's last day on the podcast. If you haven't been with us since the start, we were the founding co-hosts of this podcast nearly four years ago. I know, wild. We didn't know each other. You guys might have heard the story before. I'm going to tell it again. Tell it again. Because it's part of our, you know, it's part of our history. Of course. So we didn't know each other at all. We mm-hmm. had had one conversation about nipples or something yes. while we were getting drinks in the office at our old office because in this office that's a normal thing to talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, things are, pretty things like, come up. Tame. We almost. had like yeah, we had one interaction and then we never spoke again. Yeah. And then we got put together to test for this podcast and we had tested with a bunch of other people and mm-hmm. I think we were the last duo of the day. Yeah. We sat down together and I was just like, I don't even think I want to do this podcast like every day sounds like a lot. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll just and it was. Well, and it was. <laughs> and I was like, I just get through this with this key girl who I don't even know, like I, I think that's her name. I don't know. I've never so yeah. spoken to her once. Yeah. 
And then we sat down and started talking. And I think it's safe to say it was magical. The chemistry was off the hizzle for <laughs> shizzle, honey. We were like such an unlikely duo, but we just kind of sat together and we just had a good chemistry. I think we fell into our roles really seamlessly, like yeah. you being like a hoe, you know, my hoe, yeah. my head of entertainment <laughs> with a, an amazing knowledge and me having like a pretty good pop culture knowledge, but yeah, inquisitive enough so to have things. a good kind of back and forth. Yeah. I mean, that you've taught me so much about pop culture You're and welcome. entertainment and the Housewives franchise and so many things <laughs> the Housewives franchise of, and Bravo in general over the years and then we kind of really built up this pod and I think yes. we're both really proud of the fact that we have done a lot of obviously silly stories a lot of celebrity stories but we've touched on some really big issues yeah. which is what we both love about entertainment is that it's a platform to then talk about bigger things in the world and we've shared personal stories and we've had so many messages from listeners over the years yeah. who have shared their stories with us and it's really become this beautiful community and I think like bigger and better than we could have ever imagined when we first thought it was just going to be just like a quick and easy <laughs> pop yeah, culture totally. show. I think it's so interesting like that's what I loved about working with you is that I feel like we've been really good at complimenting each other Yeah, and obviously you're the star and I am the sidekick but that's no, fine. No I think we've always said that you're the Chris Jenner and I'm the Scott Disick. <laughs> Chris is he's a more business minded one of the I two of us. That's, that's for sure true. but yeah we've had red carpets we've had all this glamorous stuff but we've had some like hard times too because we also spent so much of this podcast oh, time God, in lockdown, which we didn't foresee when we started the podcast, No, to spend so much of it recording ourselves at home under blankets while the whole world was falling apart. But I think seeing your face every day in lockdown, both in our morning meeting on the record, because I lived alone and my family was in a different state yeah. and I was like, I'm seeing no one. I have no human contact. Oh, yeah. I think really got me through that time. Yeah. So thank you for that. Oh, my God, you're so welcome. Anyway, we could go on for hours. Yeah, we could. We've got to, to wrap, wrap it up. <laughs> to wrap, wrap it up. I just want to say working with you has been amazing and we're still friends. We're going to see each other tomorrow, yeah. in fact. We are. <laughs> We've got a little go premiere little tomorrow. little red carpet event. But I think I speak for all the spillers in the community to say how much you've meant to everyone your voice and your smarts and your humour and your passion and everything you brought to this show. And we're just all going to miss you so, so much. There's no one like you, irreplaceable. I'm not going to sing, but if Beyonce was here, that's what she would say. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Laura. It's been the best. I love our spillers so much. I saw a few of them on Tuesday night and it's just been the greatest joy of my professional career to do the podcast. So thank you so much for being the best co-host and the best ho. As one last little goodbye for Key, we have a little audio package <gasps> of some of your greatest moments, some of your hits to see you out with. This is how we're going to remember you. I'm Key Reese. Okay, girl. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. My test is here. Here. Ha, ha, ha. I got you, girl. You are so cute. Who knows what was happening? That's what everyone isn't really reporting. Don't speak French. Never ends well for you. I should not have even tried. That's a really hard thing to say. Yeah. Friday, Friday, Friday. Eins, zwei, drei. I don't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing I need. And I don't care about the presents underneath. Christmas tree. 
for the very, very last time, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. This episode of The Spill was produced by Laura Brodnick and Taylor Strano with audio production by Madeline Joanno. Our executive producer is Gia Moylan. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au and on The Spill Instagram. Bye! Bye! Bye. Na 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 na